when I was looking for an internship for that summer, I'm like, okay, like I have to be somewhere in fashion this summer. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to be somewhere in fashion. I applied for to work for a fashion designer. I didn't know what I was going to be doing because I just I just knew I wanted to work in fashion. But I was like, okay, a designer like in New York, it's unpaid, but I knew that was coming. So I applied for it and I interviewed and they actually told me no. I was like, wow, okay. And I emailed them back after I got that no. And I was like, okay, thank you. Should anything become available, you know, in the future, I'd love to work with you guys. Really enjoyed speaking, um, you know, during the interview, whatever, whatever. And like an hour later, I got an email back. Like, actually, we do have one spot available. Do you want it? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I want it. Welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. Each week, I have a sister-to-sister chat with an inspiring go-getter, and listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. I'm Aisha DeVore Branch, and on today's episode, you'll meet Asia Malia Ware, a fitness, fashion, and women empowerment blogger and writer who currently works for InStyle Magazine and Fashion Bomb Daily. The fitness enthusiast fell in love with all things health and wellness when she decided to work in the fashion industry and set out on her fitness journey in January 2014. Hey, Asia. Hey, Asia. How are you? Good. I... First of all, love anyone whose name starts with an A. So you're already in my inner circle. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad we were able to finally make this happen. I know it's been a work in progress for us to have a conversation, but I feel like it's going to be a good one, you know? Yes, it is. We finally made it happen. All right. Well, I want to start from the best place to start, which is the beginning. I want to talk about your upbringing. Maybe you can give us some insight into who you were as a child. Okay. So I was born and raised in Queens, New York, South Side Jamaica, Queens, um, raised by a single mom. I have siblings from my dad, but um, my parents divorced when I was five, around four or five. Um, so I was raised by a single mom. You know, she was always just very on me, very into my books. Um, I was always that extra, you know, girl in class. I skipped kindergarten. Um and yeah, I went to Catholic school for most of my life, all of my life, actually, up until high school. Um, and what school did you go to in Queens? Um, I went to, it was a school called Presentation, um, Presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, something like that. Um, it closed down okay. when I was in sixth grade, but I went there from first through sixth grade um, because that was the only school that would actually take a first grader at five years old since I did it. Um, oh, wow. the yeah. Um, okay. No public school would take me since I was so young. So I went there and I stayed there until sixth grade when they closed down. And then I went to Immaculate Conception um, down by Jamaica States. And I graduated from there. And then I went to high school in Long Island City Academy of American Studies. And how did you fit in at school? Like, you know, cause you, you said you were very young. So did you feel like an outsider or were you included? Um, I never felt like an outsider. I was actually, I was always included. I mean, of course, like 
I was always the baby. So sometimes I would be babied. It's funny because my elementary school best friend, we actually became best friends because she would baby me and like always tickle me because I was the youngest in the class and everything. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I never, I never felt like because I was the youngest, I was left out. I I never felt like that. If anything, I was the leader. Oh, that's awesome. And were you a pretty good student in elementary school through yeah, high school? Yeah, always straight A's. My mom was like always on me. She didn't play that. <laughs> she was like on the PTA, <laughs> always at that school, making sure I was like, I was actually um, in the running to be valedictorian, graduating um, elementary school, going to junior high school. If the school wouldn't have closed down, I would have been because it was between me and this boy. But then once it closed down, we moved to school up at Jamaica State. So all those other kids like beat me out. But <laughs> hey, you still have it. You still have the legacy. Exactly. Like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, in high school, which like extracurricular activities did you participate uh, in? In high school. So I was the captain of the step team. I was a part of French club because I actually took French for three years, three years of high school. I took French and then I took it in college as well. I was just in a little bit of everything. Um, I was a basketball manager, which was like way off because I was totally not into sports. But um, my best friend was on the basketball team and I always wanted to travel with her to leave Um school early and like go to their basketball games and stuff and they were like well, you can be the manager and I was like oh okay so <laughs> I was a basketball team manager too um <laughs> but once I got to my junior year in high school I think it was I was just like focused on working um I was a dance teacher to junior high school kids so straight after school I would be out going to work and then I um I had a tutoring job like I got my little extracurricular in and then I was like, okay, like I want to do something else. And I really wanted to be a teacher at the time. So anything that would get me around kids, I would do. And what are some things that you learned, like doing all of those activities, maybe some skills that you acquired along the way that you still use today? Um, Well, for one, I definitely learned balance. Um, I learned a lot of leadership skills, especially being the captain of a step team with all these different girls all these different personalities. Um, I feel like that gave me a lot of leadership skills. Like I said, from when I was younger, I was like always a leader. I was always focused on that. But I learned then that, you know, sometimes leading, you also have to step back and let others do the talking. Um, Time management, definitely, because like I said, I would be leaving school early sometimes to go like manage the games or you know, things like that, Um, prioritizing, which falls into time management. I learned how to prioritize different things. Um, Yeah, those are some of the things I definitely learned from high school that still apply to my life now. I feel like sometimes I feel like I had a better down pack when I was in high school than I do now. (laughs) (laughs) When did you make the decision to go to Hampton University? All right, so that was a decision, definitely. Um, I wanted to go to a historically black college. However, I didn't want to go too far. So like Spelman, I was like, oh my God, I would still go to Spelman, but it's in Georgia and I'm not doing that. Going all the way from New York, where I told you I'm an only child, single mom, me and my mom have a really tight relationship and I had a boyfriend. So it was just like, oh, like Georgia, that's way too far. And then I was like, okay, Howard's an option. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm like, I felt like you had 
there's a type of person that goes to Howard. And I felt like I wasn't that mm-hmm. type. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, Hampton kind of falls in between those two locations. Um, I had a cousin that went to Hampton. She dropped out, but she always loved it. I went to visit, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think I could do this. Like, I remember going on campus, seeing all the girls in heels and everything, and my mom was like, I can't see you here. Like, you know, this seems like you. And I was like, okay. So I went for it, and um, my first semester, I hated it. I spent my whole first semester searching for schools to transfer to. I was just, it was a lot of being homesick. Like, I would call my mm-hmm. mom every day. Like, I hate this. Like, I want to come home. Of course, like I said, I had a boyfriend. He was still in New York and Queens. So I would be like, you know, missing that. Um, I had a roommate who was back to basketball. She was a basketball player. And um, she would have practice at like four in the morning. And she would sometimes like forget her key, wake me up at four in the morning, coming back from her shower, like before she goes to practice, have her basketball clothes piling up, you know, on the weekends, Mm -hmm. on the weekends after she had a game, she would just want to be in and be asleep. Whereas I want to go out with my friends and have a good time and um, come in and she sleep and now she's complaining. So we had issues and, um, within two maybe two and a half not even three months one day I came to the room and she was moving out and I was like oh great yeah so that was cool I had a room to myself the whole time but it was just um it was just a lot of obstacles I felt like um and I don't know I just started to question it a lot like you know what's going away to school for me like it didn't affect my my schoolwork or anything like I was I was doing great in classes um I wasn't too social at Hampton at all until my sophomore year. Freshman year, I was very low-key. Nobody really knew who I was. They just knew that I dressed cute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was so ready to transfer. Like, when I tell you I will come back from classes and, like, my homework of the day would be looking up schools to transfer to because I just, I was just not feeling it. Wow. So what was your initial hope? Like, what did you hope to get out of college? Um, that's a good question. You know, I don't know what I went in, like, I don't know what I went in expecting. I don't know what I really hope to get out of it. It's kind of like, I don't know, when you leave home, you leave the nest, you just kind of go and I don't know, I had no friends there. I had nobody that I knew. Even the degree was so far-fetched. Like, I told you, I just wanted to be a teacher, like... I was I was very lost. I was very lost. I don't know what I went in hoping to get. Honestly, all I can remember now, thinking back, I was like, oh, I want to go to Virginia because there's nice weather. And I always told myself when I was younger, because I used to love Chris Brown, I was like, oh, when I get older, I'm, I'm going to um, go to school in Virginia. You're like, but, but okay. there was never, like, I guess because going away and leaving New York in itself was so much. I never actually thought, like, I want to go to college and get this out of it. And now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. So what, when did the the turn happen for you where you just started to appreciate, like, your experience in college and the major you selected and really started moving forward and starting your career? Ah, oh, wow. Well, okay. Two different turns. 
Okay. The turn of me shifting my career happened my second semester of freshman year. Um, I was in English 102 with this professor that I'm still very close with today. We still keep in contact on Instagram. Um, and I actually thank her because I feel like she like contributed a lot to that shift. But um, we had an assignment to write about like something in the community that you were passionate about, something in your community where you were from. Um, or just the environment. So I was like, okay, well, I'm from Queens and there's violence that goes on there. So I was writing about gun violence and she read my intro. Mind you, we were probably in this class not even a full month, not even a full month. So she didn't know who who I was. She just, you know, I come to class, what was it, two days a week, three days a week, do out English, whatever. And she read my first paragraph about gun violence. And she was like, your style of writing. She was like, are you into fashion? And I kind of looked at her like, uh, yeah. But like, how did you tell that from me writing a paragraph about gun violence? And she's like, yeah. She's like, this is not like what you're passionate about. She's like, I think you need to rethink this topic. And then she was like, you know, what do you want to be? And I was like a teacher. And she was just like, really? Like, she just looked shocked. And then I was like, well, you know, I actually do enjoy writing because I took a writing course in um, high school. I took journalism. I was like, I do enjoy writing, but I just feel like it's a competitive, you know, field. So I never really wanted to go into it. And I do like fashion. It's funny you said that, but that's all competitive. So I never kind of, you know, touched on it. And she was like, well, I think you should. So um, I changed that whole gun violence paper to a paper about um, makeup products that are tested on animals because that was something that had to do with the environment. And that was something that was more beauty, fashion, more related to something that I love. And she was like, yes, this is more you. And I'm like, wow, the fact that this is somebody who doesn't even know me and she can read a paragraph about something and be like, you know, this is not you. That meant a lot to me. So that was kind of the shift in my career. And that's when I kind of said, you know, F the competition. Like, if that's something I want to do, I'm going to go for it. Um, And then the shift in, like, college and what I felt like I wanted out of that, all of that came um, after my freshman year. When I came home, came back to Queens for a summer, and um, I just saw, I just saw how how different it was. Kind of like everything around me changed when I came back, and then I realized like maybe it's not everything around me. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm growing, and that's when I realized like okay, maybe I am getting something out of college that I was just you know a little too young to see or. Maybe I didn't want to see it. Um, Again, always being the youngest. When I went to Hampton, I was 17. So, you know, not really knowing what I was in there for and not really seeing the change wasn't something that was weird because I was 17. Like, I didn't didn't, didn't know what was going on. But, um, yeah, so those were those two shifts. And you mentioned a boyfriend. Yeah. So I just want to talk about that because a lot of girls can relate to dating, being in college, and trying to pursue their dreams and their goals. So how did dating and having a social life impact, you know, your collegiate and your professional journey? Um, Okay. So 
Well, in college, it was like, like I said, I wasn't really too social my freshman year. I was very to myself, so I feel like it didn't affect me much then. Um, but we did break up my sophomore year um, because I, it was me. I just felt like I was growing and, you know, the direction I was going was just a little different. But he was still, like, always there, whatever I needed. Like, he was always there. Um, and he still is, like, here. That that's that that's a whole podcast in its own, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but in college, like I know, like I said, we we were like on and off. So relationships in general in college is it's rough because it's like it's like growing pains. You're growing, they're growing. He's older than me. Um, he'll be twenty five this year. So when okay. I was what seventeen, he was. What what was he, 21, 22? He was the age I am now. So he was going through yeah. what I'm going through now then. So it was very different. Um, but when it came down to, like, school or anything like that, like, it never interfered with my schoolwork. But it just interfered with different things. Like, when I was going away for spring break, like, sometimes I'll feel bad or stuff like that. When it comes to professional growth, like, in my career, um, it's it, – it's a journey. Like, uh, mm-hmm. we're not together right now, but that's like, that's always going to be my best friend. Um, that's always yeah. going to be my best friend because if we were together this year, we'd make eight years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But um, it's it's rough, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert on that, which is why I never feel comfortable talking on that. But um, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, it's a a journey. Like, it's hard putting professional and career in one place, you know, and relationship in another, especially, like, sometimes, you know, even if in your feelings about stuff one day, like, sometimes it can really take a toll on you. Like, I know, like, when we go through things or whatever, like, my, my whole energy will shift and it'll come off you know, in my career or whether, whether that's me here at Insta or whether that's me just, you know, my social platform, like it, it, it comes, it comes off there. It's like that energy kind of just follows you. And that's something that, um, I'm trying to work on is to really have those two things be separate. So leave that energy where it is so you can, you know, focus on, career or like I wish I would have known that in college I leave that energy where it is so you can focus on these things in college or whatever but um man that's rough it's that that, that's a rough (laughs) a rough subject for me yeah well you've interned and worked at some pretty impressive companies Mm -hmm. so tell us about your very first internship and what did you do to score the job Oh, man, my very first internship. Well, if we're talking career now, well, my very, very, very first internship, I've been a hustler. So my very first internship, I was a junior in high school, actually. Um, Uh Yeah, that's still when I wanted to be a teacher. I interned and was like um, the assistant to the director at this camp. But um, that was like a little internship program that I went through the YMCA and got, but we're talking like fashion and all that. My first official internship was collegefashionista.com. 
um i started off being a style guru for them i was in a magazine writing class my sophomore year spring semester and there were a lot of girls there into fashion and everything and i just felt like okay like this is where i need to be and a few of them interned with college fashionista so i applied i got the position um that was um just really like writing articles, weekly articles on my style or other people on campus style. It kind of like was like baby steps to where I am now. Um, Mm -hmm. And they posted internships every day or so. So when I was looking for an internship for that summer, I'm like, okay, like I have to be somewhere in fashion this summer. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to be somewhere in fashion. So I applied for to work for a fashion designer. I didn't know what I was going to be doing because I just I just knew I wanted to work in fashion. But I was like, okay, a designer like in New York, it's unpaid, but I knew that was coming. So I applied for it and I interviewed and they actually told me no. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. And I emailed them back after I got that no and I was like, okay. Thank you. Should anything become available, you know, in the future, I'd love to work with you guys. Really enjoyed speaking, um, you know, during the interview, whatever, whatever. And like an hour later, I got an email back. Like, actually, we do have one spot available. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, wow. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, I want it. So that. Wait, what's what's that lesson you learned right at that moment? Man, right at that moment. I'm like, you owe always, 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 always follow up. Always, always mm-hmm. say thank you. Always say thank you. Even to this day, if I get something, if I don't get something, when you leave an interview, anything, you always say thank you. You always follow up because you you never know. You know what I'm saying? Even if that position did become available in that next hour, if I would have never said thank you or if I would have never even reached back out, they could have easily went and just interviewed some other girls. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And that moment has carried me through. Like I said, to this day, it has truly um, carried me through. I ended up interning for that company. It was a fashion line called Adium. Um, they're still around today. Just a, a small designer. But um, I was working with their sales team. So I worked there twice, was it twice a week? It was either two or three times a week. And on the other days, I was working at Banana Republic as a sales associate, killing it on the register. And I was still doing college fashionista. So I was like hustling on the grind every week, pushing out my college fashionista articles, meeting with girls in the city to shoot them, going to Banana Republic after ADM or, you know, the days that I'm not there, whatever. But, um, at ADM, we uh, were in the showroom all the time, so I had to see in the clothes, always make sure the clothes were good. Whenever models came in um, to do some shoots, you know, help in dressing them. Whenever buyers came in, we would help making sure the showroom looked tidy. Um, we would do, like, some of the online orders, which didn't come in as much. I would do, like, runs to the PR offices. Um, I would do runs even when they had buyer meetings. I'll never forget my first day of that internship. I broke down crying. I have so many uh, stories where I broke down crying, by the way, in fashion. What industry. happened? Oh my gosh, so what happened? 
So they were having a meeting, a meeting with buyers, which, you know, when you have a meeting with buyers, you have to put on the alternate presentation. Mm -hmm. So they sent me to Crate and Barrel in Soho um, to get wine glasses. I kid you not, to get wine glasses. It had to be these specific wine glasses. So they put in the order and they sent me there. And she told me to take a specific train. Mind you, I was never really like, like I would always, in high school, I would go to Times Square or go to my mom's job downtown and go back to Queens. I was never into doing all that extra stuff on the train. And then again, remember, I was in school in Virginia, so I'm not on the trains every day. Right. So I took the train that they told me to take from 23rd Street or whatever. Uber wasn't around. None of that was around. So I took that train. It's pouring down raining. I remember I had just got my hair done to look good for my first day at the internship. And I got off the train and I typed, you know, in the GPS how long the walk is going to be. And it said 20 minutes. And I was like, well, that makes no sense because my train ride was like less than 20 minutes. So then I called my mom, like, mom, you know, she told me to take this train. And she's like, oh, no, well, this train would have been easier to take all this stuff. So now it's pouring raining. I'm walking in Soho to this crate and barrel. I have, like, sandals on. My toes are all out. My feet are sliding. It was, like, disgusting. And then they're calling me, like, oh, you know, did you get there yet? We don't see that the order was picked up. Mind you, this was all on my first day. Mm. And I was just like, wow, like, it was just a lot to take in. Um, but needless to say, that was um, definitely an internship to remember. I had some days. There was another day I broke down crying. Wait, when, now wait. It's like a cliffhanger. I'm like, did you get Did you get the glasses? Did you make oh, it back? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> um, I, did, I did finally get the glasses. Okay. And um, when I went back, I took a train that was much closer. And I got back much faster than I got there. I swear to this day, she set me up to take that train. Um, I feel a lot of that in this industry. I'm like, yo, they set me up. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so I finally did get it. I didn't get in trouble or anything. But um, I feel like that kind of just set the tone for me. Like, do you want it bad enough? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, there's so many instances in this industry where um, you go through that. There was another day at that internship. Um... They sent me out to pick up groceries from the West Village. I don't even remember what store it was now. But it was like, you know, in New York, when it's scorching hot, it's scorching hot. <laughs> yeah. And it was like mid-90s. And um, there's, I, I wasn't into like wearing like real short skirts and stuff like that, especially when I was working. So I probably had jeans on or something. I was like scorching hot. Um, I had all these bags in my hand because they literally sent me to pick up groceries. Like, it wasn't like one or two bags. I had a whole bunch of bags in my hand. And I didn't know how to get back. And I literally just put all the bags down and just, like, started crying and called mm. my best friend. Like, they sent me out here. Like, I don't know what to do. And eventually, mind you, this was an unpaid internship. So my money that I was getting was from working at Banana Republic. Right. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just getting in a taxi. So I got in a taxi. Of course, they're like... Okay, we'll reimburse you. Never got reimbursed, which another thing that happens often. Right. But um, yeah, wow. they, I made it back eventually. But um, there and that's just two minor stories <laughs> of like what goes on in the industry. But that was my very, very, very first internship in fashion, and um, 
from there, yeah, everything just kind of got better and better for me. Okay. Because you got stronger and stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, there's still, I was in the office last night, just, just like little tears. But um, yeah, it, it, it's all the process and it builds character. Yeah, it does. So you have to manage a lot. I mean, your personal life, your professional life. What are some hacks that you use to do so? You know, um, sometimes I feel like my balance is, like, really off. Like, I mean, I, I get told this all the time, that I have really bad balance. And, like, I, I couldn't even tell you, like, a great hack. Like, this this is what I do to manage everything <laughs> because it's almost unmanageable. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into, like, really setting some time for me, like time where I meditate and time, you know, for that, because to me, like working out, that used to be like what, what like made life manageable. But even now I'll be working out and I'll be working too. So there, there is no special hack for me to be honest, which is bad because I need my life to be manageable. But at this point in my life, unfortunately it's not. So how would you say, Oh, what would you say a successful day looks like for you then? A successful day would be, well, a successful day would start by me waking up on time. (laughs) (laughs) It would be me waking up on time, which would ideally be 6.30, so I can get out of the house by 7.37. Starting off like that would be perfect, um, which I would then get to work by... 9.30, 9.30, maybe a little earlier, but most likely 9.30, um, sending all my emails out and at least writing one article for myself okay. throughout the day, at least one article for myself throughout the day, um, getting everything for my boss, you know, done that she needs to get done. Um, actually, like, being in contact with my mom that would definitely be a part of a successful day. Mm-hmm. Leaving work on time, <laughs> six o'clock. Yeah. Or actually, not even. A successful day for me would be leaving work early. <laughs> <laughs> because when I leave work early, it gives me enough time to make it to the gym. And then ending my day off with a workout, a shower, and being in bed by 11 o'clock. Mm. That would be a successful day. Yeah. And at least posting one thing, whether it's to my personal page or my fitness page to Instagram, that will be a successful day. How often does that happen? <laughs> like once a month, I kid you not. Wow. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, and I can't forget Fashion Bomb Kids. I have Fashion Bomb Daily where I'm contributing to them and I'm posting to Fashion Bomb Kids. So that would also be included in my successful day. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. It is definitely a lot. But um, I'm sure you've you've taken you know some big risks along the way for your career, and uh, you may have had some mentors who moved the needle for you. Like, can you like name anyone specifically that like helped push you in the right direction? My Essence family in general, Mm -hmm. um, from when I was a college ambassador 
up until now, like up until this day, like I was just walking actually to do the interview and I saw one of them. Candace is her name. Candace and Cassandra. Uh, yeah. They introduced me. I know them both. I love those two. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Candace. <laughs> and um they introduced me to Javanka. And I will say those three women, um, Candace and Cassandra from when I first met them when I was at Hampton and Javanka up until most recently when they introduced me to her, well, Essence Fest, so like almost a year ago probably now. But um, like those three, they're just like Essence family. Like it's always like, are you good? What do you need help with? You know what I'm saying? What's next? Like even Candace just now when I saw her, she's like, you know, what's going on with InStyle? Or like it's it's always that um and they they always push me, whether it's from their words or whether it's from me watching them, seeing the productions they put on and just seeing, you know, their success and work. Um, I like I just always say like Essence is my family and they've watched me grow from being this young college ambassador, just eager and hungry for whatever I can get to now, you know, being this growing mogul. Um yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely have to say those three. They are mentors, I guess you would say, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you are really into fashion. I mean, it's obvious if anybody visits your um, social media <laughs> platforms. How um, have you been smart about money? Because, you know, when it comes to fashion, you know, it costs money. So how have you been smart mm-hmm. as a young, budding, you know, professional, um, ha- being able to balance like a dope wardrobe and still not going broke? Oh, gosh. Well, this is one of my 2018 goals, actually. Uh, One of my best friends, Talani, she's like my financial advisor and like screams at me whenever I spend any little thing. Um, I'm I'm not good um, with money at all. Like I've never been. And it's really bad. It's something I'm working on. But um, like I remember, it's it's so crazy. I remember in my magazine writing class when he asked like a weird fact about us, and I was like, oh, something weird about me is that I buy a piece of clothing before like I buy a piece of food, and I thought that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like being an adult, I'm like, that is not cute. Like you need to feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, I mean shop on a budget like I'm not the type that is gonna go spend like before don't get me wrong I would spend my last $50 on some leather pants on a leather skirt that would be good in the shoe but now um I try to be frugal you know what I'm saying you know I go to the H&M's I go to the Zara's and I really don't shop for something unless I need it Um, and then another thing that I've been doing is selling my old clothes that I don't wear for extra money to buy new clothes. Um, and that helps a lot. And then I'm blessed to be in a position at work where, um, I get a lot of clothes for free. I go home with clothes almost every day. Okay. Well, you've got my attention when you said you sell, you sell your clothes. So where, where do you sell your clothes? On Poshmark. Ah, and how has that experience been? Like, is it easy to do? Um, it's easy. It's been slow. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes I'll put something up and it'll sell and get comments in like a day. Okay. 
other times it'll take a few months. Okay. Um, I do need to post more in there because I have so much. But I'm just like, I want to take good pictures because I want people to really see it. I want it to sell good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been going cool, you know. Throw something up. Like, I'll even throw stuff up there from work. Like, I'll get something. And I'll be like, oh, I'm really not going to use this. Let me go in here and sell it for $30. Yeah. Get me, you know, you sell three things on it for $30. And that's a wardrobe. Right. And now the, my regular money I was going to spend on that, I can save. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Do you take um, pictures of yourself in the clothes? Or do you just, like, take a photo of the clothes? Um, I usually post pictures from like when I had it on. So like from shoots or something, but that's something that I'm struggling with because it's like, I have so many clothes that I've never worn and I'm not putting it on just to take a picture (laughs) to sell it. Sometimes I put honestly things on my Snapchat. Um, I have a lot of Snapchat followers and things on my Snapchat sell faster than on my Poshmark. Like I'll put something up and be like, who wants this? It's a size X, Y, Z. I'm selling for $20 and they'll be jumping at me. Like, what's your cash app? Good. That's the soap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about your favorite books. I mean, you're a pretty good student. Um, so I'm assuming you like to read. So share some books with us that have helped you become so awesome. Okay. So here's the thing about books. I am the queen of starting a book and not finishing it. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, that this is another 2018 goal. I wrote all these down. Um, one of my 2018 goals is to read at least seven books because, um, I read a quote before that says, uh, every millionaire reads, I think it's an average, an average of 10 books or something a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so if that's my goal, I'm slacking. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you one book that I actually have finished that has helped me. And I'll tell you one book that I'm really looking forward to reading. Okay. So, um. The book that I actually did a book review on it, it was Claire Somers, who's now my boss. Her book, The Bomb Life. Uh-huh. Um, reading that, it's kind of like, I feel like I I read into it more every day because I see similarities in my own life. And uh, I'm big on that. Like, if I see similarities in something I read in my life, like, that that's automatically going to be my favorite you know she talks about her journey just into fashion you know being that black curvy girl in fashion and that's exactly what I am right now you know she moves to Paris she's lived in a bathtub before like from when she first moved to New York like just her whole her whole journey to now um being her own and that book it just continuously inspires me. Like literally on a bad day, I can pick it up and go to a certain chapter and be like, yo, Claire did this, like you can do it too. And now like I work for her. And when I first read the book, like it was nothing like that. But the first time that I met her and I told her I loved her book and like somebody was asking questions about it, I was spitting facts about it. And she was like, oh, like, okay. But it was like, I was that intrigued to the book. and a book that I'm really looking forward to reading, uh, my god sister swears by it. I know a lot of other people do mm-hmm. is The Alchemist. Um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to reading that book. Um, before spring comes, 
I want to read it because I have to make, I just have to make more time, more time for me. And that includes reading, that includes meditating, that includes all that. But I know that's big on like, you know, finding your purpose and like why you're here. Um, And I feel like I need a book like that at this point in my life. So that's a book that I'm really looking forward to reading. Those are some good ones. I love those all. Okay. Well, let's go back to college a little bit because um, it was an interesting time for you and the transition was difficult. Uh So did you um, make fitness a priority while you were in college or this is something that you started afterwards? Yeah, it was it was my second semester in college because my first semester, um, which had a lot to do. Remember, I told you I really didn't like it, wanted to leave. and I would eat my feelings literally like I would sit in my dorm room I remember I had a big brother he would always take me and my best friend to Walmart I would buy my pop-tarts I would buy my fruit snacks I would buy all of that I would order Domino's every weekend um and that was like unconsciously like my way of coping um and then uh freshman year that December I came home and I was really sick that Christmas break. I was really, really sick. And my Julie's after, okay, I, I gained all this weight. Mm-hmm. So I gained all this weight that first semester. Came home in December. And I was like 220 pounds. Like I was really big. Actually, I, I, I might have been a little bigger than that because when I started my fitness journey in January, I was 220. But I do know that I got sick for a week. At, to this day, I'm like, Mommy, I have the flu. She's like, you didn't have the flu. But I told myself mm-hmm. I had the flu. <laughs> and I was throwing up and all this. And um, I lost like eight pounds in that one week. And I was just like, you know, maybe this is a wake-up right. call for me. I said, maybe it's a wake-up call. So, you know, I went back to school. I had my birthday. My birthday was the beginning of January. And then I told myself, okay, I like, I'm going to start this. I was like, I want to lose 50 pounds. Um, and then I made it a priority starting. It was the weekend after my birthday. It was January 20th, <clears throat> 2014, my second semester of college. And um, I really... I don't, I don't know if I, just like when I went into college, I don't know if I really knew how I was going to do it, but I just knew I was going to do it. And I knew that I had to make health and fitness a priority in my life. And um, I started with just like drinking all these smoothies, my birthday present from my mom. Like when I told her that's what I wanted to do for my birthday, she bought me a Nutribullet. I'm very supportive. And um, I will buy frozen fruit. I will leave the frozen fruit in the freezer down the hall. I would make my smoothies every day. You know, whenever I went to the calf, I would just like have like salad, grilled chicken, whatever. Um, always make time for the gym. And I just started to prioritize it a lot um, in my life. And now it's like, it's a lifestyle, but it started then. And even now, like, I think of it so, so I think of health and fitness so differently. Like back then it was like, you know, I wanted to work in fashion. I wanted a certain body and all that. And that started, you know, the lifestyle of it. But like now, even now I'm just like, you, you really have to be healthy for you. I was just talking to my best friends the other day. I'm like, I have two friends, which in the last month who one told me, She's being tested 
um, for cancer and another one who has cancer. And um, the one who told me she's being tested, she said a lot of it is because of how she eats. And I'm just like, wow. You know, like now that I'm older, I'm like, I was so into health and fitness back then because it was this body that I wanted. But now that I'm older, I'm just like, I have to make it a priority for me. Like health is just so important. Like I always tell people, like when you talk about glowing up and you talk about securing the bag and all that, like don't leave out your health and your fitness because that's a huge part of all of that. It is. You're often in the gym. We see the pictures. So, so what's in your gym bag? What is something you like the list of things that you must have when you go? I must have my headphones because without my headphones, I'm like, <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> um, my gym gloves, which I do forget sometimes, but I need my gym gloves. Um, I had this, like the, the sweatband, but I need a new one, but that, that's definitely like always in the gym bag for me. Um, mm-hmm. a hat because I like to be low key. Even though one of my followers still came up to me the other day in the gym and interrupted my workout, but <laughs> I like to be low key, so I always have a hat on. Um, good pair of sneakers, and of course, just your gym clothes. I'm real, I'm real basic in the gym. Like, give me my headphones, give me my cute. Of course, it's gonna be a cute gym outfit because that, that's just me. <laughs> um, yeah, my hat, and I'm I'm set. I'm ready. Oh, 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 my C4 pre-workout. I need my pre-workout, especially after work. I need it to get through a workout. And it's, it's. I don't like to say I need it because it's like, okay, it's not like addicting. But I feel like in order to have a successful workout, I do need my pre-workout. What, what is that? Can you explain? Yeah, it's, um, it's a drink. It's C4. Um, it's like called Real Sport or Super Sport, something like that. And um, you drink it a little before your workout. And it just really, like, gives you an extra pump throughout your workout. Sometimes I only drink half the bottle because if I drink the whole Mm. bottle, I'll be up all night. And then waking up late for work and back to a non-successful day. (laughs) But, but, yeah, I used to do the pills, the C4 Cellucor pills, which um, helped. And that aids in weight loss, too. But, um the drink to me is a little easier. Like I said, I'll get a bottle, drink half of it for one workout and then drink the other half for the workout the next day. With the, I like okay. swear by that. And what's your favorite deodorant? The Dove spray. It doesn't really matter what, um, what scent, but the one that you spray okay. on, that's my fave. And if I were to grab um, your smartphone and listen to your workout playlist, what songs would be on it? Oh, you would hear straight Cardi B. I love Cardi B. She keeps me pumped. Okay, so it's sometimes I feel guilty about my workout playlist because I'll go from Cardi B to like gospel. <laughs> but um it depend it depends on my day. Like so I have all these different genres. I have like a section with Cardi B. And then I have Migos. I actually just added some of their um some of their new um their new album songs to it. I have Beyonce Mm -hmm. and then I have like five, six gospel songs. So if I feel like I have like a really bad day and I just really need God to get through this workout, I'll play that. Or even if it's one of those workouts that's just like one of those therapeutic workouts for me, 
I definitely put on my gospel. But if it's just like, yo, Asia, like, we just need to get this done. It's like some Cardi B. (laughs) That's me all day. Yeah, that's me all day. (laughs) Yes. So do you like to cook? I love to cook, but I don't have the time for it anymore. Um, My mom meal preps for me every week. Sometimes I feel bad. But thanks, I, thanks, mom. Um, That's awesome. I know. <laughs> I told you, my mommy is the best. <laughs> she really is the best. But um, I, I don't have, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. So, what are some things your mom meal preps? Well, I'm a pescatarian now, so she, um, she'll make me salmon a lot. I eat a lot of salmon. Um, I'm trying to slow down on it. Actually, that's how much I eat it. So either she'll do me a salmon with spinach and quinoa Mm -hmm. that's like my favorite meal or she'll make me um veggie burgers is my new thing Mm -hmm. veggie burgers with like baked sweet potato and quinoa again because i love quinoa um cabbage cabbage is some like sometimes i can literally just eat cabbage um pasta she makes me a lot of shrimp pasta and put like cabbage or spinach on the side or mix the spinach in and um yeah i'm very i'm not i'm not big on being fancy with my meals when it comes to lunch and stuff because like i said i really just don't have the time i come in in the morning i get my omelets from downstairs mm-hmm. i eat my lunch which is what she meal prep which is literally either one of those meals i i i don't switch it up much and then um i usually don't have time for dinner i'll just have a protein shake or maybe a salad but um yeah, it's too late once I get home. Okay. Well, when you squeeze in time for social media, uh, who are you sweating on Instagram when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle? Um. Okay. So Angela Simmons, mm-hmm. I actually love her. I just like every, even her, like, you know, being a mom and having her career, like she always is in the gym, her kickboxing videos and all that. I love it. Um, Lakitha, who I've always loved. I follow Lakitha since Lakitha underscore Duncan is her um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I followed her since 2013 when I was a freshman looking at her, losing all this weight. And she inspired me like I can do it. And um, I still sweat her. That's my boo. <laughs> She's always grinded in the gym. Um, I love her. Um, well, there, there's a lot of people who... I, oh, what's the other one? Follow the leader. Mm-hmm. I think that's her. I love, she is like so bomb. And there's a trainer who I follow. I can't remember her Instagram. But um, to be honest with you, I don't like, I sometimes really don't have the time today to really scroll Instagram and really just like sweat people. Like <laughs> when, I, when I'm on the train in the mornings, like I'll go between my Instagrams. But then again, like I work on social media too. So the times that I have on my own social media is like very limited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you, exactly. But hey, you pick some pretty great people. Yeah. yeah. So when you hear the words pretty girls sweat, what do they mean to you? Well, that means to me that, first of all, you can be pretty, you can be fabulous, you can be all that, but it's it's okay to sweat. Like, I feel like, especially when I was in college, like, there's this stigma that, like, you know, 
you're pretty or, you know, you have your hair, you have your weave, you have whatever, a Hampton that was like, you know, so big, like it's not normal to see the pretty girls and also see them working out or also see them in the gym. But it's, it goes back to what I said earlier, like, you know, glowing up and all of that and securing the bag, being cute, doing all that, that includes, you know, being healthy, living a healthy lifestyle, sweating. Um, so it means to me, like, the two can coexist. Like, I'm living proof because I'm bad. <laughs> I'll tell exactly. you. But yeah. I, will go, I will go in the gym and put in work. And I love seeing other bad women in there putting in work. And I can tell that when they step out, they step out. But they know that it's okay to be in the gym putting in that work, too. Like, I literally – so I'm going natural. So I'm into this new thing of wearing wigs. Okay. I will come home, snatch my wig off snatch my face off when I do have time to wear makeup now and go to gym and put in work and it's a, it's about balance like you can be pretty you can be bad and you can sweat too like so I hate like oh but my hair oh but my this oh but my this like no pretty girl sweat like you can do it mm-hmm. perfect well what's next for you what's next for you <sighs> oh, you know who knows <laughs> um I don't know. I I feel like I honestly feel like I never I never know what's next. It's always um it's always just like I'm just grinding, doing me and then something big comes and it's like, "Oh wow, I didn't know you were coming, but I'm grateful for it." <laughs> um I I don't know. Like I'm really I'm really trying to grow my personal brands, um, both Curves and Cardio and Asian Maya. Um, there's a few things that I, I want to start in the near future. Um, I won't speak too much on it because I don't know. I don't like to, I don't like to put my goals too much out there um, because I feel pressured, which is good, but um, not the good kind of pressure. But um, I don't know, like as in my career right now, I'm just, I'm growing it in style. This was actually going to be my last month here, but I just got extended um, another few months. So, you know, here, Fashion Bomb Daily, building my brands. Um, I have some really good things coming, especially with Curves and Cardio first. Um, um, This year, I'm really looking to, like, trademark Curves and Cardio and really take um, my fitness to another level again it's just um it's finding a balance it's finding a balance but once i find that balance it's over that's asia malia make sure you follow her on instagram at curves.n.cardio and at miss asia malia you can also check out her website asiamalia.com just one more thing before you take off Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's prettygirls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.